0: On today's episode of Locked On Oilers, is Claude Giroux a name the Edmonton Oilers are internally talking about? It sounds like it. So, how would he fit with the Edmonton Oilers? Plus, the most polarizing prospect in this draft. Could he be there at 29 for the Oilers? Could he be there all the way in the fifth round for the Oilers? We'll have that and so much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. On today's episode, yes, Claude Giroux seems to be a name the Edmonton Oilers are chatting about inside their camp. So, how would he fit in? And... Is it realistic? We will talk about that in just a sec. Plus, the most polarizing prospect in this year's draft. Will he be there at 29 for the Edmonton Oilers? Will he be there at 129? We shall see. And why is he all over the map when it comes to the rankings? We will chat about that. Plus, it has been over 40 years since the Edmonton Oilers have selected at number 29. So who did they select and how did they turn out? Well, spoiler alert. Not that great, and basically a nobody. Excuse me, I shouldn't say that. But we will have all that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcasts. Alrighty. On today's episode, as we mentioned, we are talking about Claude Giroux, and it seems like, according to Pierre Lebron and a couple other people, that Claude Giroux may be being talked about by the Edmonton Oilers. So how would he fit? Well, spoiler alert, pretty damn well, if you ask me. Why, though? Why is Claude Giroux a name that the Edmonton Oilers are talking about? Well, it's no promise that Evander Kane will be, be will be back, excuse me, with the Edmonton Oilers. He may have played himself out of the Edmonton Oilers' price range. So, I mean, that's not necessarily news. But the Edmonton Oilers need to take a look at names right now in case Evander Kane doesn't re-sign with the Edmonton Oilers, because we still have to remember. There is a possibility that Evander Kane does go back to the San Jose Sharks because the arbitrator decides, oh, you know what, it wasn't fair. Well, that means the Edmonton Oilers, if they did want Evander Kane, would have to trade for his services, that wouldn't be too great either. But, so, who do the Edmonton Oilers take a look at? Well, Claude Giroux. Now, I know a lot of people go, well, he's a sinner. Well, not really. In his later years in the NHL, he has... Played, wing, and plus on top of it, yes, he is a center. And for a long time, he has been one of the best centers in the NHL. That's a pretty interesting uh, prospect for the Edmonton Oilers. He can play the wing. The Edmonton Oilers can use him as a center at any point. That's, the versatility is exciting. Now, that is only from the Edmonton Oilers' side. On Claude Giroux's side, is Edmonton a viable option? Well, as Elliot Friedman has said in his 32 Thoughts, he said on Oilers now with Bob Stauffer, and Bob Stauffer has said as well, it seems like Edmonton is becoming a more interesting spot for players around the league, whether that's a free agent, a trade target, a restricted free agent, whatever that may be. A lot of the guys around the league saw what McDavid and Drysettle did in the playoffs and said, hmm, maybe Edmonton can be a spot I win a Stanley Cup in. That's exciting for a lot of Edmonton Oilers fans because a lot of for a very long time the Edmonton Oilers have not been in that conversation for some of the top free agents if that are available that summer. Now the Edmonton Oilers are because they are contenders, they kind of have a little bit of space. They have an obvious need at that first line. or Well, yeah, at the first line. And a guy like Claude Giroux, he's 34 years old, still chasing that cup. A guy who wants Mm -hmm. stability as well. Like I said, he's 34 years old. He's got a couple kids. He's got a wife. He's got a family. He wants to settle down. So the Edmonton Oilers, and well, really, his next contract, he doesn't want a one-year contract. The Edmonton Oilers can offer him a two and even better, maybe even a three-year contract because Ken Holland is known to take a look at veteran hockey players that isn't necessarily a bad ad for the Edmonton Oilers. I, I mean, yes, realistically, it is still Claude Giroux. He may be 34, but that uh, cap hit is still going to be kind of substantial. I mean, it's still his last uh, uh, salary was an 8.275 in his last contract. So uh, realistically, maybe between a 4.75 at. The lowest of low points to about a $6 million cap hit between those two. That is a lot, but he's still going to be your number one winger. He's going to be on your first line. And again, for a guy like Claude Giroux, the prospect of potentially playing... I mean, not even potentially playing... If he comes to the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers need a top six forward. And either way, he will be playing with one of, or both, of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. For a guy who's near the end of his career, who's looking for a cup, who is looking to be just as productive as he was in his previous years, it's kind of exciting. That is kind of exciting. I know I keep saying exciting, but it is. For a player who, who really hasn't had a lot of options in his career, uh, I'm not saying that as a, 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 a bump or anything towards the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm saying that as now he's a free agent and can take a de- decision and decide wherever he wants to go. Because any team in the NHL would love Claude Giroux. But he could win a cup here. Let's be real, he could win a cup here. Now, yes, I mentioned he is 34 years old, but let's take a look at the last five years for Claude Giroux because... They've been pretty impressive. Now, yes, five years ago was, well, five years ago and kind of a long time. But as mentioned numerous times already, he's 34 years old. Five years ago, what would have been his 29 going into his 30 year, uh, 30th year, I guess, on this earth. Uh, so it was basically when he started playing in his 30s. And five years ago, when he started playing in his 30s, he had 102 points. Yeah. 102 points in 82 games, uh, 34 goals, 68 assists in that season. Yeah, 68 assists. Then he followed it up the next season with 82 games played, 22 goals, 63 assists, and 85 points. Now, that that point total does drop off a bit, but you have to take a look at the goal total, which did drop by 12. Um, but he still had all those assists, 63 assists. 63. I mean if you're playing with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl you're probably going to get a couple of freebies. So that point total might even go up. Now that was the last season, last full season before COVID. 2019-2020 played in 69 games, so was probably on pace to play another 82 games. Uh 21 goals, 32 assists. 53 points on another really bad, honestly, Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, So 32 assists, still getting that uh, 20-point total too, or 20-goal total, excuse me, still pretty impressive. Uh, Then in the the COVID season, 2020-2021, 54 games played, 16 goals, 27 assists, 43 points. Not great, but again, that Philadelphia team was bad. And once again, this season started off on the really bad Philadelphia Flyers team, went to the Florida Panthers, and still was a fantastic hockey player. All season, 73 games played, 21 goals, so back to that 20 goal mark, 44 assists, 65 points. And then in the 18 games he played for the Florida Panthers, three goals, 20 assists, 23 points. Still productive on a very good team, and as well, he's still productive at 34 years old. He had 44 assists, 21 goals. That is welcome on any team. Could you imagine what he's getting next to Connor McDavid and Leon title? Now, the other thing is, is if, you, if you've been listening for a little while, you know my favorite stat is that goals for and goals against per 60 minutes. Now if you take a look at those numbers for uh, uh Claude Giroux, they're pretty interesting because if you take a look at the goals for per 60 minutes in all situations, he sits at a 3.73 which would be good for 8th on the Edmonton Oilers and that is throughout the entire season. So that includes the really bad Philadelphia Flyers and the really good uh, uh, Florida Panthers. So those two numbers combined. Uh, And then, in all situations, he would have a 3.28 goals against per 60, which would have been 20th on the Oilers, once again, starting off with a majority of the season with the Philadelphia Flyers, who were very bad. Um, But then, you take a look at the 5-on-5 numbers, 15th on the team he would have been with his 2.7 goals for per 60. However, goals against per 60 at 5-on-5... He would have been fourth on the Edmonton Oilers with a 2.1, and that includes both the Florida Panthers and the Philadelphia Flyers, who were once again really bad. That is a welcoming, welcoming number for anybody, especially for the Edmonton Oilers. And that is what really separates Claude Giroux from Evander Kane. Claude Giroux has a full 200-foot game. Evander Kane, while he does bring the grit... So does Claude Giroux. Does he bring the scoring? Yes, but so does Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux brings a 200-foot game. He can play in his own end. Evander Kane, not so effectively. So, honestly, Claude Giroux might be the Edmonton Oilers' best option this summer at that first-line winger spot. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, what do you think? Do you think the Edmonton Oilers or Claude Giroux is the best option for the Edmonton Oilers in that top six? Is there another name that you think the Edmonton Oilers should be taking a look at? Let me know. Let me know. I I, I would like to think that I have a good grasp on some of the players that would fit for the Edmonton Oilers. But let's be real, there are so many different minds and different uh, players around the league. You never know. Uh, Let's move on to the NHL draft. Is Yes, that comes up in only two days. And there's one draft prospect that is really polarizing. Really, really interesting. As I mentioned, he might be there in the first round for the Oilers. He might be there in the fifth round for the Oilers. So who is he? We'll get into that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our partners over at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Bilt have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. Yes, that's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Bilt Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness please stop drooling and listen to me okay because honestly i was drooling a little bit i need to wipe my mouth up but please listen to me they are good for you i know it seems like they aren't but it is it is low calorie low sugar high protein all deliciousness the best part is built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you get to enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are made with collagen proteins, which your body actually absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits for your body. Eat something that tastes good and is actually good for you. So head to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at Built.com. Once again, that is built.com, and use a promo code LOCKED15, that is one five, to get 15% off your next order. All righty. Again, people, it is Tuesday. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Let's get into our Tuesday hydration break. All righty. It's always important to stay hydrated. Let's get into the draft, as yes, the draft is only a couple of days away. It's my favorite time of the year, and with it being my favorite time of the year, and with the NHL draft being just around the corner, well, our team of local experts and local hosts are breaking it down With insights and analysis of every first round pick. Yes, every first round pick. Yeah, I really brought in the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anticipation? The anticipation was killing you there. Uh, But yes, after the Edmonton Oilers, please join me after the Edmonton Oilers pick at number 29 for immediate reaction for the Edmonton Oilers moves. And honestly, if the Edmonton Oilers don't make their pick, hmm. Could we be earlier? Could we not even show up at all? We shall see. But please subscribe to Locked On Oilers YouTube for all the latest breakdowns and live reactions on the NHL draft and much more. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah, that's right. We are. But uh, yes, let's get into Maverick Lamoureux as he is quite an interesting prospect. A lot of people have him in the first round And some people think that he shouldn't even be in the fourth or fifth round. The guys over at Locked On Senators, I have to give them all the credit in the world, Brandon and Ross, they have done great breakdowns on prospects, and they have one on Maverick Lamoureux. And one of the people they talked about about Maverick Lamoureux said, if you did the top 65 prospects, or 64 prospects in this draft, Maverick Lamoureux wouldn't even be in that conversation. In fact, if they did a top 164 prospects in this draft, Maverick Lamoureux might still not even be in that conversation. So why? Well, Maverick Lamoureux, who is a defenseman for the Drummondville Voyager, stands at 6 feet 7 but weighs 199 pounds. I understand. Now, the thing is, is he stands six foot seven, And as Sam Cosentino said, Maverick Lamoureux is probably, well, he said Maverick Lamoureux is going to get drafted in the first round because of his size alone. But his skating isn't there. Well, it is there. That's something that a lot of people say that, that he has very developed in his game is that the skating is there. But, For him to be standing at 199 pounds at six foot seven, everybody knows you gotta get bigger. So, if you get bigger, that skating might not be there. So, at the next level, the skating that he already relies on may not be a tool for him in the future. And that's something that he's fully aware about. There's a fantastic piece on Maverick Lamoureux on NHL.com. And he says, as he says, like he, genuinely, he has to add, as a six foot seven defenseman, 15, 20 pounds. He has to stand at least 210, 215 at six foot seven. Now, I understand he is 17, 18 years old. He's not even 20 yet, realistically. So he has a lot of time to grow. But like he said, If he takes a summer and adds 20 pounds, by the time he gets back on the ice and by the time he tries to to, to really figure out his skating after adding all those pounds, the skating isn't going to be there. He, he's going to be slower, especially at six foot seven. That 210, 215, even 220 really sits on a six foot seven defenseman and can slow you down. And the best part of his game is that skating, is that mobility. Agility is even a word that, or agile is even a word that the people who work closely with him use to describe him. He even has good hockey IQ, so that is something that is very difficult to teach. So that's there for the kid. He has the size, he has the skating, he even has a really good pass. Sometimes he may turn the puck over in an outlet pass, he may not always make the smartest plays, but that's something that is easy to teach. The hockey IQ, not so much, because that is the more complex portions of the game. But when he makes that outlet pass, normally ends up to the right guy. But again, it's that size. If he can't keep up, he's not going to be a very effective hockey player. He won't be. But you take a look at the statistics for him last season. 54 games played, 4 goals, 20 assists, 24 points, 69 penalty minutes for the kid. 69! Yeah, haha, ha, nice, yeah, whatever. But 69 penalty minutes and 54 games played for a kid who stands six foot 7 it's pretty exciting. However, on the other side of that stat line is a minus 30. The worst on Drummondville. For a defenseman who's supposed to be a shutdown defenseman, now, if you take a look at the entire team, I think the highest was maybe a plus 7, so... I don't know, as Ross said, I don't know what's in the water uh, in Drummondville, but it didn't seem like it was a very good plus-minus season for anybody in Drummondville. But to be the worst on the team in your draft year isn't too exciting. Now, I know, again, it's still plus-minus, but it's not that great. If you're going to sell yourself as a big-bodied two-way defenseman or a shutdown defenseman even, you're going to need to be a shutdown defenseman. You can't be minus-thirty. You can't but now, I as I mentioned, he's he is ranked all over the place like, really, all over the place. Uh, here, here's a list of his rankings, and again, these go from the I didn't even put down one place had him at 111. 111. I'm sorry, I keep smacking this mic, so I apologize for that. But 62 from Elite Prospects, 34 from FC Hockey, 44 from Bob McKenzie, 58 from McKean's 56 from Craig button 20th from NHL central scouting, which doesn't include the Europeans or the goaltenders as well. So you know what, to be honest, 20 isn't too bad. It seems like that's kind of the highest that he is ranked Uh, 84 from recruit hockey, 57 from Dober prospects and 46 from draft prospects. So he's all over the place in the rankings. It seems like a lot of people can't really make a decision on him which may fall into favor with the Edmonton Oilers. Now, I, I believe his name is Tyler Wright. He's one of the top names for the Edmonton Oilers scouting department. And like he said, especially, well, uh, this is me saying uh, this portion, I guess, but with the Edmonton Oilers sitting at 29, you got to basically take the best player available for that position or whatever position you want to draft at. With the Edmonton Oilers, and the, these are now the words of Tyler Wright, is that the Edmonton Oilers like to draft players who are athletes with great athleticism. And that, that's something from, I believe it was a Daniel Nugent-Bowman uh, 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 article on The Athletic. It was certainly on The Athletic. I'm not 100% sure if it was Daniel Nugent-Bowman or Low Tide who spoke with Tyler Tyler Wright. But he, they like to pick athletes. They like to pick the guys who just want to prove themselves over and over and over again. That is something you get with Philip Roberg, And that is something that he said uh, w- that was very, very, very attractive for a guy like Xavier Borgo. They call him a rank rat. He's always there, always wanting to prove himself uh, uh, to the team, to others. And that's exciting. And that is somebody that, that sounds like somebody, excuse me, and something that Maverick Lamoureux has in his game. Like he said, he is very aware. He knows that if he gains those 20 pounds, he's not necessarily going to be the slightest of foot or uh, fleetest of foot, I guess, would be the proper way to put it. So, he's a smart guy. He wants to be the best possible player he can. And that is the type of player the Edmonton Oilers like. So, what type of NHLer could he be? I have him as a bottom four type guy. I don't think he will be a top pairing guy, but will help your team defensively shut down the other team. I mean, he's six foot seven. You know, if you're going up against Maverick Lamour, you're going to get beaten up and probably going to have a lot of ice packs on your body at the end of the game. But. Maverick Lamoureux, will he be there at 29 for the Oilers? We shall see. Will he be there in the fifth round for the Edmonton Oilers? We shall see. But as Sam Cosentino said, it seems like Maverick Lamoureux will be drafted in the first round based off size alone. And you can't teach that, as Enzo Amore says every day. But let's call it there for the draft. Well, not really. Uh, For this year's draft, but the Edmonton Oilers are picking at 29 in this year's draft, and it's not the first time the Oilers have picked at 29 in a draft. In fact, it's been over 40 years. So who was that player? Probably somebody you've never heard of. So we will get into that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local uh, chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will ever need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Uh, And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the parts that only their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, and even 100% more on uh, parts from your local chain or car dealership when you don't have to? In fact, that Honda Odyssey LX or EX, a gas pump for that Honda, L, uh, Honda Odyssey at your local chain store is $353. On Rock Auto, it's only 216. Save time and money while using Rock Auto. Plus, Rock Auto has been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts for your car or truck that they have available. And make sure you write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Lively low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Alrighty. Let's move on to the last player. The Edmonton Oilers selected at number 29. And that was all the way back. In 1981. In fact, in 1981, the 29th overall selection was in the second round. And in that year, the Edmonton Oilers selected Todd Struby. I don't blame you for not knowing who that was. Because Todd Struby played five games in the NHL, all five for the Edmonton Oilers. No goals, one assist, one point. In 1985, he was traded to the New York Rangers for Larry Melnick and Mike Rogers. Now, I'm not exactly a person who's very superstitious or very, I don't know the right word for it. That doesn't bear uh, quite well for the Edmonton Oilers. The last time the Edmonton Oilers picked 29, he only played five games. Because the reason why I say that is you can take a look back at a lot of the last time the Edmonton Oilers picked here, and you know what? They weren't too bad. last time you take a look, honestly, the last time the Edmonton Oilers picked in the 20s was Kyler Yamamoto at 22, and before that, at 22, the Edmonton Oilers selected Jordan Eberle. So if you take a look at Kyler Yamamoto, you can take a look at Jordan Eberle, uh, yeah, when you take a look at you know uh, what they did for the Edmonton Oilers and what they did for the game. I know those are basically, almost, wow, almost 10 years apart. Wow, Jordan Eberly and I are old. But uh, uh, you take a look at those two, and especially when you take a look at the Edmonton Oilers or what they did for the Edmonton Oilers, and it's kind of even. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Edmonton Oilers fans would say, oh, Jordan Eberly over Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah, that's fair enough, but still rather fair. but. Todd Strube, five games in the NHL. So what did he do over his NHL, or in his hockey career, I guess? Well, after those five games for the Edmonton Oilers in the NHL, he played a couple games in the AHL. One year with the Moncton Alpines, or Alpines. 72 games, 17 goals, 25 assists, 42 points, so kind of respectable. 38 penalty minutes, so not too out of hand. Not too out of hand. Uh, Then his second AHL uh, season for the Nova Scotia Oilers. So at least he played for the Oilers. And 38 games, two goals, three assists, five points. So uh, not that great. 29 penalty minutes though, so uh a little bit more disciplined (laughs) but then uh the rest of his career kicked in he spent most of his career in the ihl i believe that was the international hockey league mostly for the muskegon lumberjacks and his first career in the ihl for muskegon 27 games played two goals 12 assists 31 points Pretty good. Uh, second season. Now, this is where his career started to... Oh, okay. This is the type of player he's going to be. In his second career in Muskegon, 1985-86, 58 games played, 25 goals, uh, 40 assists, 65 points. So, pretty good. 191 penalty minutes. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that is not even the worst. Uh, the following season in Muskegon, 82 games played, 28 goals, 41 assists, 69 points. Nice. Second time we mentioned 69. That's weird. Uh, 208 penalty minutes. And again, he still bested that. The following season, in which is where he, uh, he ended up going to the Fort Wayne Comets, 68 games played, 29 goals, 27 assists, 56 points, 211 penalty minutes. Honestly, pretty impressive. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Then he went to Germany for a couple of years, uh, played 25 games in Freiburg or Freiburg. Uh, In Germany, 13 goals, 12 assists, uh, 25 points, 76 penalty minutes, which I'm pretty sure is something Germany was taking a look at and going, what is this guy doing? Like, does does he even play hockey? They must have been shocked, honestly, every time that guy got on the ice. Then the following season, only seven games played at Freiburg. Uh, No goals, three assists, 10, uh, uh, 10 penalty minutes. And then he decided to come back to the IHL for one last time with the Salt Lake Golden Eagles. 61 games played. 15 goals, 16 assists, 31 points, 72 penalty minutes. He did technically end his career with the Canadian national team. He played about 80 plus games for the Canadian national team as well. I assume that's in like the Spangler Cup and other weird competitions as well that there was around in the 80s and 90s. But uh, a pretty accomplished uh, Canadian hockey uh, national hockey, uh, not national hockey league player, uh, national hockey player, I guess, for Team Canada. So So maybe you do know him from there. But uh, before the NHL as well, why he got selected 29th overall. He played for the uh, Saskatoon Blades. I almost said the Regina Pats. 118 points in his draft year with 160 penalty minutes. And then in his final season in the WHL, 110 points in 1982-83. That would end up being the most, well, the last time he pumped 100 points, I guess. Not too bad, but uh, Todd Strube, the last time the Edmonton Oilers picked at number 29, was their pick in 1981. Hopefully, whoever the Edmonton Oilers picked this year, if they do pick at 29, has a little bit of a longer career. For the Edmonton Oilers. But that's where we shall call it today. Today was a fun episode. We get to talk about a, uh, a free agent. A fun free agent. A great hockey player who might come to Edmonton. What could be better than that? Only two days away from the NHL draft. So I hope you take care of yourself. Up until then. I shall see you tomorrow. Unless there's a move at some point today. If there's a move at some point today. We may get a bonus episode. But. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful day, and thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world on Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast for the NHL. What's better than the NHL, baby? All right, let's call it there. I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do.